We should be recording. This is Steal the Show. My name is Ben. His name is... I'm Chandler, and welcome to Steal the Show. There you go. You know, let's not waste any time today. Let's attempt to see how the internet gods are treating us. And uh, let's play the intro right now for these beautiful ladies and gentlemen. Let it cook. strong we're just playing by the rules you can't have a newcomer come in and steal a show all right all right all right so if you've noticed that mike if you're watching this on youtube my camera is not as clear as it normally is because i'm in florida the wi-fi here at my airbnb is not very good so we've had to use less high quality shit to make sure it still functions. But that's why we're here. Chandler, how was your football Sunday? My football Sunday was fantastic. I think quite a few games, or at least the ones I cared about, went exactly how I wanted them to. So I'm doing pretty well. How was yours? Uh, It was kind of ass. The, uh, the, the Jags look problematic which we will definitely discuss i think it's actually might be the first sheet the first game on here but what was the the thursday night from this week mm -hmm. who was that i was thinking there's a pretty fat delay in this recording so please bear with us people um but who who was the thursday game that was it was pretty good wasn't it wasn't it that's a good question yeah it was let's see here um who was it Got it here. Uh, no, it wasn't. Oh, it was, it was shit. Steelers. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, we talked. We teased this. Our predictions were off. I think we both picked close. Pittsburgh to win, uh, but New England actually got the dub. One funny ass moment from this that is worth talking about. Probably the only thing worth talking about in detail here is uh, after the game when Zappy won and he went into the change room and he dabbed up O'Brien and then he dabbed up Belichick. The contrast in those dabs. Is exactly why I think they need to fire Belichick. Because we've talked about this a bunch, but I don't think the whole having a boss that you fear works with today's employee or today's player. Like I don't think that that works well. And so it's like there was a clear power difference between those two guys. He loved O'Brien, and he felt fucking weird with Belichick. Did you see that clip? I didn't, but I can actually imagine exactly how this went. Like, I'm imagining that Key and Peel sketch where he's like dapping up like all the black dudes, yeah. and then like he'll like go up and like handshake all the yeah. white dudes, right? Um, but I actually agree with you 100. percent Like, in my current job, like I've got managers that I respect just because they, you know they treat me like a human being, and we're basically friends. Mm. Um, and so I try not to screw them, right? Like, if it was a boss that was just trying to rule me with fear, yeah. Like, at the end of the day, like, I'm not really scared of being fired, right? Like, the worst you could do is fire me. So I'm not going to go out of my way to, like, make anything easier for you or whatever. But, like, I'll do that for these managers because I respect them, right? They're, like, they're friends of mine now. 100%. I think that you 
the cliche goes you you catch more bees with honey than you do vinegar or some shit like that i think that's how it goes but it's it's true and i think that that matters yeah. more today than ever within the nfl and i think that uh that's a clear indication like that that was a visual we've talked about this a bunch and it's been hard to explain exactly what we're talking about but i think if anybody wants to get it go watch that clip and you'll get it completely like when you have a second channel, watch that after and you'd be like, ah, like this is what we've been trying to say. So they got a win. The final score was 21 to uh, 21 to 18. And the stat lines here were pretty fucking hilarious. Like, so coming into this, the betting over under for yards for either QB was the craziest shit I've ever seen. So for Trubisky, I think it was over under 150 yards. And then for Zappy, I think it was like 135. Ooh. I've never seen numbers this low for passing. So if you had gone over on both those, you would have won. But uh, shocker, neither of these teams are very good. But Pittsburgh is still in contention for a playoff spot. I think they might be in a playoff spot right now. Or did you both push them out? Let's see. No, they're still in the playoffs. Uh, yeah, no, I think they still are. Yeah, if the season ended today. Yeah, I don't think they're going to some shit. No, they'd have uh, the culture in a playoff spot. What the fuck? But uh, yeah, so they're, they're, that's the Thursday night game. I don't have anything else to add to that. I did watch it, but it was pretty hard to watch. And now New England is a little closer, the, a little so further the, away. The total yards, the overs. The, that. Those totals for yards, both of those combined did not equal what Josh Allen was projected. Like, uh, that's all I know. That's why I'm bringing the bills up because, like, I was betting on this and his was like 300 yards over under. So that's, that's more than both of those two quarterbacks combined. <laughs> what a terrible on. game. I think I put it on and was like playing video games while it was like. Yeah, I, I had a part like cooking on it. So I was watching it a little bit. I was at a concert. So I was having to check in uh, for, for parts of it. But yeah, it's a truly shit Thursday night game. But coming into the season, though, I, I will give a little bit of, not credit, but I guess I'll reduce the amount of hate that I have for the people that made the schedule. Coming into the season, you didn't think this was going to be that shit of a game, right? New England versus Pittsburgh, two very legacy-driven franchises, historically are very good. And it's just New England who dropped the ball this year, and they need to blow it all up. But hey, they, somehow they got the dub. Uh, they're farther away from the first overall pick. And we'll see where they go in the offseason with that pick and with Belichick. But I think they should go QB and get rid of Billy B, but who knows? Yeah, I, I agree with Kurt's statement here. I guess he posed as a question, but I think they're done with Mac Jones. I don't think they believe he's the guy. Um, so I, I don't necessarily think they're going to ride with Zappy, but they're going to do something. They can't, they can't just move forward with Mac Jones. Yeah, I think Zappi will probably start the remainder of the games this year, barring anything absolutely horrible. But I completely agree that they're out on Jones. I think that's easy to see. It's not that long ago when he was in contention for a rookie of the year and actually playing quite well. And so when you make that decision to really alter how you and the fan base looks at your first, your top, like, 15 QB, yeah, it's done. The writing's in the wall for that guy. It's over. Like, if there's ever a question... Starting QB in the NFL is a lot like how you should view your girlfriend in real life. If it's not a fuck yes, it's a fuck no. 
pack your shit up and move on. And I think that they've realized it's a fuck no here with Mackie Jones, and they're moving forward. Yeah, I think the only kind of contention to that is that if if our teams had made that same decision with our current quarterbacks, we wouldn't have them because Josh Allen and Trevor Lawrence had terrible starts to their careers. Um, I think Matt Jones has been given enough time now that you can make that decision, but but they definitely weren't fuck yeses when they came into the league. No, but I think that, okay, if, if, if a girl's got some potential, maybe oh. she's a good-looking girl, maybe she's got some other attributes you really, really like, you date her for a bit. That's year one, right? Uh, that's like, we'll talk about, that's the courting dating stage. That's year one. Year two, you're official. You're quite official. You introduce to the friends. It's starting to get serious. And year three, you move in together. That's when you make the decision. I think they moved in. Mac Jones and the Patriots did, and it was a horrible environment. Mac Jones was really messy, and they just don't see it going forward. And uh, that's where it's going to end. But yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. I do think you've got to give some potential, some opportunity yeah, to block. And on them. the flip side, it's like when you're like talking to a girl for a bit, and then she says that one thing, and you're like, shit, I like this girl. You know what I mean? She'll say that one thing that catches you off guard. Yeah. That, I'm, there was a throw like that from Josh, yeah. a throw like that for Trevor, where everyone was like, damn, she might be it. She might yeah. be the one. <laughs> that, that, that was a phenomenal point where, where you're like, oh, yo, this girl's got some potential. Like, I got to keep her around and see what's up. So, no, that's uh, that's 100% true. <laughs> Mac, Mac Jones never really had that that moment, those moments. So, no, great call. I think that was one of our best takes we've ever had. So, great job, Chandler. But uh, now let's move on to <laughs> the Jaguars at Browns. This was fucking heartbreaking to watch. My buddy Harrison, uh, shout out to Harrison. He had us all over to watch the game here in Jacksonville. And uh, we even had Trevor Lawrence cupcakes and Trevor Lawrence was playing. I was not riding high. And then the game started and that all went to shit. So Joe Flacco threw three TD passes uh, for his best half since I think it was like 2018 or something, some crazy stat. And then Trevor threw three INTs. And this is one of the scariest things is I don't know if this is an issue with communication with receivers or not knowing the playbook or a Trevor problem, but the three picks were so fucking shit. Like there was who they were going to. I never knew. And it threw me back to the Blake Bortles days where every pass, I had this little feeling in my stomach where it could go either way. And I hated being Mm -hmm. thrown back there because I loved when Trevor was at least a little bit more predictable in terms of where the ball was going. And so a lot of them were when he was trying to go to Ridley. And so I don't think we're going to re-sign Ridley if I was a betting man, because what he's going to demand, unless he's willing to take like a hometown discount because we gave him his first shot back, but he's looked pretty shit. He's got these splash plays. Actually, if we're using the same analogy, he does have the odd play where you're like, this guy's got potential, but he's way deeper into his career. So I don't know if he gets the same benefit of the doubt as a first-time girlfriend. I think this is probably a rerun. No, I agree. And Go ahead. I I don't think he's been promising enough. Like he's he, he's made a couple of plays, but everyone's going to right. These guys have just the raw talent. That's why they're in the NFL. So they'll make those splash plays. But he hasn't been performing the way I think you guys as fans expected him to. Um, I I probably wouldn't want to resign him. I'm pretty sure Kurt doesn't want to. Just for the amount of money he would want, and there's also a lot of 
implications around re-signing him because if we re-sign him, then the conditional pick goes up to a second round pick. And so it still makes it a decent trade if, if he's operating like a number one receiver. But at his current play style, I feel like we could get better options out there, especially now that we actually have a pr- pretty proven team around him that like guys would actually want to come. Whereas when we signed Kirk and Zay Jones, we had to dramatically overpay because we were asked. Whereas I don't think that's the case anymore. So I don't think we're going to keep him, but I am a little concerned about the Jags. But what I will say is that I have not lost hope on them because I've seen so many times that it's all about getting hot at the right time. But a lot of bad bounces, but you can only be hot for so long as well. And so if this is the, like the pendulum is completely the other way, if we can swing it our way in the next two weeks, it's kind of perfect timing because we're still going to make it into the playoffs. So if we can be really hot and believe in ourselves going into the playoffs, we, we can compete with anyone. I don't think there's anyone in the AFC that actually scares me. The only team that I am genuinely afraid of in the entire NFL, actually, is San Francisco. Like, if I run into the, if we run into them, I almost think we're fucked before we get off the bus or the plane. Whereas everyone else, I think we got a chance. Yeah. Um, I think I agree. The the AFC is definitely not as scary as the NFC. Like, it's more balanced. Like, the NFC has a lot more, like, shit teams and then some really good ones. Um, and the AFC is just very balanced, which means they don't really have a dominant front runner. Um, Philly's beatable, right? Like, we just saw that last night and not the week before. The, I, don't, I don't remember. Um, yeah, it was the week before. We saw that last night. Yeah? Yeah, back-to-back weeks, they're being fucked yeah, up. Right, yeah, so they, they've proven to be beatable. Obviously, Dallas is still beatable. Um, so, yeah, San Francisco is easily kind of the team to beat right now. Yeah, they scare me the, the absolute most. I think that a very realistic possibility would be Jags, uh, Niners in the Super Bowl, and that would obviously scare the shit out of me. But no one in the FC scares me that much, and so, like, the class of the ASC right now is probably considered to be Baltimore, and we have them this week here in Jacksonville. And my prediction is the Jags win that game. And I, I know it sounds like a crazy homer, but just like where things go and where, like the flow of momentum, I don't. And I think we match up pretty well against the Ravens. So I, I'm going into this feeling still pretty good, and I think we we pull out a win. I think we probably beat them by like a touchdown, and people. The next days are being going to be like, oh, are the Jags legit? But again, we'll see. I think we'll still stumble into the playoffs even if we don't win that game because I don't think the Texans or Colts are really that legit. So we'll, we shall see. But it is a little bit dicey in, in Jacksonville right now. For show. I'm getting that for show. And if y'all are noticing any like delays between Chandler and I speaking, I think, it's because, I think because of Wi-Fi. I think it's bad. I, I think the Texans losing Tank Dell is a big deal. Like, I think Jacksonville probably has that division um, because, yeah, the, the Colts are shit. Um, and the Texans are going to fall apart without Tank Dell. We saw that yesterday, too. They did not look good. No, that was a massive blow. And also, we'll, we'll talk more about it when we get to their game. But CJ had a, a hit to his head that did not look good. He smoked his head against the turf. And that's not good i've done that before it's not ideal for sure especially when people are watching you and you get put through protocol so yeah not looking good but let's move on to the panthers at saints 
The uh, Saints beat the Panthers, who are now 1-12 on the season. And so why I also feel good about the Jags is that we have the Panthers the last week of the season. So if we lose that game, holy fuck. But the Panthers only scored uh, two field goals. And Bryce Young looks lost out there. I don't know how else to say it. And the Saints, yeah, they uh, so the Panthers, they, they're not a good team. So the Saints should have won that game. But I still don't think the Saints are all that real either. I think they just ran into someone who is worse than them. Yeah, I, I think the Saints are ridiculously mid. I haven't really thought about them since the season started. They're just kind of irrelevant at this point. Um, I think the Panthers could be one of the worst teams of all time, man. It is a disaster to watch this. No, they're up there. They're definitely in contention. Even with that win, I still think that they are in contention because they just look so, mm-hmm. so horrible. And I do feel bad for Bryce Young. But I do, th- I, I, when Bryce Young was coming out, I was not at all sold on on mortgaging your future around that guy i just thought it was a really bad decision and so far it's 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 looking that way but there was nobody in in this draft where i was like pounding the table being like oh go trade everything to go get him i guess stroud has proven to maybe be one of those guys but bryce young never gave me that vibe whatsoever so kind of felt like this is how things would go for them a little bit and it's proving to be the case they're gonna have to pull a a Jaguars of a few years ago to have any chance. They're going to have to go overpay in free agency. So hopefully they have the cap space and they're going to have to hit on some draft picks and also get a new coach in there to, to bring some stability. But they lose yet again, one and 12 on the season. Oh, oh Chandler. Yeah, I'm hoping that he gets another chance at it because I don't think he's like terrible. Like I think he has some talent. I would like to see him on a team that's better put together. Like if he backs up, a, you know, a legitimate starting quarterback on some other team and then has to step in for a week, I would like to see how he performs in that situation because the rest of his team around him right now is terrible. It's hard to judge him when he's got nothing to work with, but it, it could be a very short career. No, they they traded away way too much. He'll get at least three years. He'll get those three years we talked about without a doubt, but this stat line is tough. So. In the game against the Saints, granted a pretty good defense, but he went 13 of 36 for 137, no touchdowns. Wow. That's ass. I want to know if there was any, like, Panthers fans at the beginning of the season being like, I think this is our year. Like, they're doing all the math. They're like, yeah, yo, we got this guy and this guy, and, like, we could make a run for it this year. There definitely was those delusional fucks, but you look at who he's throwing to. His two leading receivers are Adam Thielen, DJ Chark. It's like a guy who used to be good mm. and a guy who was never that good, but everyone hoped he would be. So, yeah, their team is real shit. Mm. God so, yeah, awful. Yes. Yeah, so, sorry, Panthers fans. I'm sure we'll talk more about you next year, maybe. Or come draft. Actually, you don't even have your fucking pick. Sucks. That's that's a, that's absolute ass. But that's all I got for um for that game. You want to bounce to the Rams and Ravens? Yes, sir. All right. So the Rams lost thirty-one to thirty-seven to the Ravens in a pretty wild finish. So the Ravens beat the Rams in overtime on a punt return that only happened because a block in the back that was not called. So big shocker. The officiating 
is having a massive role in every fucking game. And that's actually one point before we move on too deeply into this is the officiating in the Jags game was absolutely shit against the Jags. Like I am fairly open about when calls go our way. There was none of that in this Browns game. Like there was a lot of blatant missed PI calls that just like weren't called. There's some clear and obvious holding calls that didn't get called. It was it was fucking shit. And my biggest gripe is how how involved the refs are with uh, with the outcome of the game. It's too much right now. But in this one, it was a pretty wild finish. OBJ had a big game and is turning uh, a slow start and actually becoming a solid option for Lamar, which is the case. So if, if, for anyone who's hurt their knee like he did, it's a long, slow rebuild to trusting your body again and moving normally. So this was not a shock for me. I thought he would come on to the season or come come on later in the season, and that's proving to be the case. And then uh, producer Kurt poses the question here, are the Ravens the team to beat in the AFC? And I will throw that to Chandler. Personally, I, I absolutely think so. I don't think there's anyone in the AFC that scares me more than Baltimore. Um, that being said, I don't think they scare me as much as like the three top teams in the NFC. But as far as the AFC goes, I don't, I can't think of someone I'd be more afraid of. Like Kansas city does still scare me a bit after like, cause I went into this week thinking Buffalo was going to win this. Um, and I actually didn't think it was going to be as close as it was. So Kansas city is obviously still somewhat real. Um, the Ravens sketch me out They're They're a good team. Lamar's always balling out, man. He's, he's, this is a really bad comparison, but it like almost like Tyreek where it's like, it's hard to just know how to stop him. Right. Like he's mm. kind of the same as like Mahomes with, with so many different weapons and like ways to win that it's, you know, it, it's tough going up against him any week, but yeah, I, I honestly do think they are the team to beat. I agree with you, but I still don't think they've played anyone who has played them how they need to be played from a defensive point of view. And honestly, the, with with Andrews hurt and the running backs hurt, like they're on their like second and third guys who are doing well, but they're not like world beaters by any stretch of the imagination. If you able are able to contain Lamar, then that changes completely. So let me see who they've played so we can actually break down how real the Ravens are. Because a lot of times, like things look deceiving, even the Dolphins record. Yeah, they look fantastic, but they've only bullied shit teams. So let's see right here. <laughs> so, okay. So they beat the Texans week one, which is, yeah, you should have fucking done that. They barely beat the Bengals. They lost to the Colts. They beat the Browns. They lost to the Steelers. They beat the Titans. They beat the Lions pretty convincingly, but I think that's kind of who the Lions are. Barely beat the Cardinals. Bullied the Seahawks. Beat the Brown, uh, lost to the Browns. Beat the Bengals with, I believe, they didn't even have Burrow at that point. Beat the Chargers. Beat the Rams. So there's no one on there where I'm like, wow, that's a statement win. So I still think, I think these guys are going to be proven to be pretty beatable. And so, and then we're going to see that. Yeah, this is actually awesome. So this, this works out great. Over the next three weeks, they have the Jags, the Niners, and the Dolphins. So we will know Ooh. if they are real or not based on how they come out of that three-game stretch. Because I would not be shocked, dude, if they lost two of those three. Yeah, um, them. So when you first said, 
did they did they go two and zero against the Browns or are they one and one against the Browns? One and one. Sorry, I know you just one and one. Yeah, I I think the Browns are a good team to be honest. Like they're a little more real than I thought they were going to be. Um, I don't, like it, they've also been going back and forth with like different quarterbacks and shit, right? So I don't know who was starting quarterback when they won or when they lost. Um, but I think like them beating the Browns could be impressive depending on mm-hmm. who's actually playing for the Browns. Um, but other than that, yeah, there's not really anybody. I don't I don't think the Lions are it, man. The Lions don't scare me. No, the Lions seem so hit or miss. So looking at all this, I think you're right. The Browns, their defense, if if no one's hurt, is top five in the league, without a doubt. And it's just been their offense. It's been the issue. The Nick Chubb injury really hurt them. I think they were pretty reliant mm-hmm. on that guy. And then Deshaun Watson being in and out of the lineup uh, for all of his massages, like that's tough to deal with as well. So, and then now he, I think he's out for the year. So they're rocking Flacco for the rest of the season. So we'll see how far he, he can take him. I actually really hope that Flacco is somehow able to get them into the playoffs. And uh, seeing Flacco play a, a, a game would be amazing. And if it could somehow be against the Ravens, that would just make the storyline that much sweeter. But, yeah. but back to the point, I think you have to give them the respect on their name to say they are the team to beat. But I'm not afraid of them even in saying that. Okay, that's fair. Um It's it's tough, man. Like the AFC is weird this year. Like, I guess I'll like I'll have a better perspective on this because this week Buffalo is playing Dallas, so I'll actually get to see like an NFC comparatively to an AFC team, and like yeah, mm. maybe not one of the top AFC teams, but we'll still get to see like if there is really that big of a skill gap. Um, because like I want to say like the Dolphins are still up there with being one of the teams to beat, but. You know, like like Tua and Tyreek are snapping. They're hard to stop. Um, but yeah, just bullying bad teams is it's not proving anything, but it's also not disproving anything, right? Because they're not getting slapped around by good teams. Sorry, cut out there. What was the last bit you said? Check, check, check. Can you hear um, me? I just said um, that, yeah, them losing... Or sorry, them beating bad teams isn't really proving anything, but it's not disproving mm-hmm. anything because they're not out yeah. here getting slapped around by good teams, right? Like you can't say they're they're lying and shit if they're not getting beat down when they're playing good teams. And but like as soon as we see them beat a good team, then we'll know. Um, but we can't really say they're they're bad or like they're not as good until we see them lose badly. Yeah, so um, their losses were against the Chiefs, which was close. They only lost by seven. They then lost to the Eagles mm-hmm. a little more of a wide margin. But you guys fucked them up. Yeah, you guys beat them. I remember that. You guys beat them really bad. So, yeah, I still don't think we know who they are yet. I think we'll... we'll so who do they have left? They got, yeah, they got the Cowboys, the Ravens, and the Bills. So, okay. yeah. Well, wait, let's, let's put that into perspective a little bit. The Bills just beat KC um, mm-hmm. and went to overtime with Philly. Yeah. So if they if there was a, a wider margin in their game against Philly and they lost to KC, they're at the top of the AFC East because of their easy schedule. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think that if you guys didn't have the injuries, I like your team top to bottom better. They have They definitely have more splash than you guys do. 
But if you're able to even contain that slightly, I think mm. that you guys can win that game. I think you guys displayed that. So, yeah, I've not been out on the Bills all season. I think you guys still get in. And if you guys are going, even if you had to go up to Miami, I still think you guys got a good chance to win that playoff game. Yeah, I mean, we play them once more in the season, too. So there's a potential for us to sweep them because, yeah, we won that first game. But, but yeah, to, to kind of negate my own point here, they've played, let, let's say these are three, like, good teams, and they've lost all three of those games. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't believe in them that much. We'll see how they fare against the Cowboys and against you guys, and we'll, we'll get a better test from there. But the next game we'll, we'll go to, because we'll talk about the Dolphins more in a bit. But the Colts played the Bengals. The uh, Colts lost that game, which was a huge loss for them because had they won, they would have been tied for the Jags with our loss for the AFC South division, which is huge for them with the backup QB. But somehow, Jake Browning is just uh, balling out here, and he is uh, absolutely torching it. So they were able to win final score, and that one was 34-14. to 14. And uh, Canadian Chase Brown had a big game, 105 total yards and a TD. Always good to see for a fellow Canadian brethren. And with the win, the Bengals are over 500. And that makes every team in the AFC North over 500. That's pretty crazy given all the injuries and shit. Yeah, and I feel like we just got to give a shout out to our biggest fan too because I personally think Browning might be the best backup in the league. (laughs) Yeah, honestly, it's not looking like it's Buddy Down in Oakland or uh, Vegas. So yeah, it's... uh, that was definitely a take that did not age well. So, uh, yeah, 100%. Browning's looking pretty damn icy out there. And I love to see it. I always want the teams in the AFC South to lose, so was happy that Browning could ball out. Really cool storyline from this one was that since Joe Burrow's out, he has a box for the games, and since he's not playing, he gave it to Browning's family. So Browning's whole family was there up in the box, and uh, Joey B was covering it. So that's pretty sweet. That is, that is sweet. That I'm not, I've never been that big on Joey B to be honest, but that one does help. <laughs> like, like I like when they've got good character, you know? Yeah. And I think Joey B is the epitome of that. Go ahead. Check, check, check. Can you hear me Chandler? I think I'll get into the, Oh, I can sort of now. Okay, go ahead into the next game. Oh, well, I was going to say, I think I can get a little more into the character discussion when we talk Bills KC, because in my opinion, this is two, like, two very different sides of a coin with those quarterbacks. But, you know, maybe the yeah, KC we'll fans it. are going to fucking hate that. I don't give a fuck. We'll save that until later in the show, because we'll probably talk about that quite a bit. Um, but we'll talk about Lions-Bears. The Lions lost to the Bears. So the Bears beat the Lions after Goff had another stinker of a game. I think the Lions are pretenders. I think that's pretty easy to say. I still think Goff is their guy. The guy is, is going to be, depending on, on your expectations. And I think they get into the playoffs, but I don't think they're going to do too much. They'll probably get bullied pretty quickly. If you lose to a team like the Bears that are real shit, that's not a good look. Yeah, that's all I got to say about this one is that I'd be kind of concerned if I was a Lions fan. I actually, I called that one in my parlay. I picked the Bears to win that one. They had to have been pretty big Lions underdogs. Shit. 
Uh, I, I don't know if it was massive, to be honest, but they were they were not the favorite. Okay. Well, fair enough. I think the Lions got to figure it out. The Bears aren't that relevant this year. They do have a lot of draft capital, so their decision with what they do with fields uh, will play a big role with where they what they do in the draft. But I think things are looking up as a Bears fan. I'd, I'd be kind of happy and optimistic about where things are going. Next game we got here is Bucks at Falcons. I agree. The Bucks were able to squeak this one out late. So uh, Baker only threw for 144 yards. He did have two TDs, but they were able to find a win. White had over 100 yards on the ground for the Bucks, and a, a game between two not great teams. But uh, the game was kind of exciting. It came down to the wire, and the Bucks were able to win. I think they're the better of the two mid teams, and so I think this kind of ended the way that it should have. But they're both have, they both have decent records, but I don't think they're that good. Yeah, it's, I don't know. I really didn't pay attention to this one. Uh, I think my parlay was busted before this game anyway, but um, I think I picked the Falcons on this one because I keep trying to cheer for the Bucks and they keep losing. Like, I think both these teams are ridiculously mid, kind of irrelevant. Um, yeah, well, even this I, one came I like down the, the wire. Falcons' future. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I love Bijan. I think he's fucking dope. I think if they can replace their quarterback and get some other pieces, then they've got a brighter future than Tampa. Um, but yeah, I don't know. He's like, congrats, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I would agree with that completely. I think that that's, excuse me, that's a, a very fair take. I think the Falcons are way closer than the Bucks are. And also I think the, the core of their team is in two totally different places. The Falcons are very young and just need some development, whereas the Bucks, they're squeezing on to whatever they have left, and, and, and uh, we'll see how long they can ride that out and still be good or decent, but, but we'll see. And it's still getting, but even with that said, like you can have the great team around someone, and if you don't get the right QB in there, it doesn't even matter, as we're seeing with the Falcons. I think the mm. team's pretty solid around whoever they put in there, and it's just not working. So that's that one. Uh, next game we had was another kind of shocker. Texans versus the Jets. The Texans got slapped 30 to 6. And they lost Nico Collins in that game. The Texans did. So it's a massive loss. And CJ Stroud went out with a concussion as well. So mad tough bounces all around for Houston in what was a great season for them up to this point. Wilson balled out. So after that whole scandal of he won't play, uh, he doesn't want to play, he went in and threw for 300 yards and two TDs. And he silenced some haters. There must have been some milfs in the stands because the kid was balling. And the Texans' loss helps the Jags stay atop the AFC South. So thank you, Zach Wilson. You truly are that dog. Yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know if he's that dog. I think the Texans are probably done this year because of the, all the injuries. I think they're just screwed. Um, but they're another team that I'd be excited to be a fan of. Like, they've got a, a bright future. And I, I'm going to keep an eye on them. I like CJ Stroud. I like kind of the direction that team is going and i've always just kind of liked the vibe like i don't i like their logo to be honest like I just think there's something about the texans i just kind of fuck with and i know you're gonna hate that as you know as another team in the afc south but i, I i'll keep an eye on them the jets the, the bills play them again right we've only played them the once or have we played them twice already let me check here i think you may have played them I twice already Scrolling down. Scrolling down. You play them once. Schedule. Yeah, you've, you've, I think you've already played them all the times that you will. Yeah, you played them oh, twice. Okay. 
So you beat them 32 yeah, 6. Gonna say, like, and they beat you 22 16 in OT. Yeah, I was going to say, because I would not be scared to go up against them right now. No, 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 no. Like, even, even with this absolute slapping and the showing by Wilson, it's. They're, I mean, yeah, they're, they're no. not it. No, Wilson they're, can show they're up still for big games. Be third in the in the AFC East. Not- yeah. No, I completely agree. He's got some good games under his belt, but they're not a scary team. And the Texans are probably pretty irrelevant now with all their injuries too. They don't have a deep enough roster to overcome this. So I think the Texans hey, I still think your season was a massive win. You got proven that CJ is a guy or the guy. And a lot of guys <laughs> in your team's team played better than anyone anticipated. So Sucks. Injuries definitely suck, but I think you guys are have a pretty bright future ahead of you. A big game that actually had some serious implications for the top of the NFC was the Seahawks at the Niners. The Niners were able to win this one 28-16. Purdy continues to ball out, so he's keeping his name there in the MVP conversation. He threw for a career high 368, and Debo scored twice, and I fucking, of course, I played him in fantasy. As the Niners beat the Seahawks to move to 10-3, and three. and then producer Kurt here has the question, uh, I didn't even see this before I said it, but is Brock Purdy a legit MVP candidate or is he being carried by his team of monsters? And uh, I think it's the latter, but does that matter? And I'm not a rapper, but I don't, I don't know the answer to that either. I think like numbers, men lie, women lie, numbers don't. And so you can only use that argument to a degree, but I definitely think his team is playing a massive role for his success. That's indisputable in my opinion. Yeah, man, like, I I hate that the MVP is a quarterback award because the two guys I think deserve it the most this year are Tyreek and CMC. Like, I just saw a post, like, an hour ago that was, like, Brock Purdy, like, running for MVP or whatever, and it's, like, every Brock Purdy throw. And it was, like, a dump off to a running back or to Debo or whatever, and then them getting all these yak yards, right? Like... I, I don't think he's playing MVP status. And not like, if you put him head-to-head with Dak, like Dak is having a way better season. And making it, it's the numbers and the success are more because of Dak than they are because of Brock. Because in the Niners' offense, it's a very quarterback-friendly offense if you can facilitate the ball quickly. like it, It's very, that's why almost every Niners QB has a, pretty good offensive output and then also they have fucking dogs all the way around him so i think he will end in the conversation i don't think he'll win the award obviously it's it's i don't mean to take anything away from him what he's doing being the last pick in the draft is hella impressive but he's like he is the only thing that doesn't make me completely afraid of the niners like i think that if he has a bad day they're beatable but he's he doesn't have those that often this year so we'll see yeah, I mean, I like I like Purdy. I I rode with him this week in fantasy. I benched Stroud, um, which was uh, aged beautifully. Um, mm. But I like I and I hate Dak Prescott. Not like as a person. Not like yeah. whatever. I'm just not a fan of him. I've never been a believer in him. Um, he's absolutely fucking slinging it this year, man. Like even he's I can't gone. deny that. I was watching the game last night, and at one point, I like my jaw dropped, dude. He threw a fucking laser beam. Like and I think the play ended up the guy got tackled on the one. I don't think they called it a touchdown, but dude, it was a dart and I was shook. I was like, man, I'm not seeing Josh throwing balls like that this year. And like <laughs> Yeah, like I at that point I turned like I changed my mind. I was like, 
like I guess Dak for MVP. Like I, I've never, I would never imagine myself saying that before this season. But like, I, I think he's like, I don't know. And Purdy's good, man. I like Purdy. Like, I don't think he's MVP quality this year. But no, that's I think, just me. Yeah, I would want to see more of it, like at this level of production, to give it to him. But. I think it'll come down to probably him versus Dak, and my vote would go to Dak 1,000%. We were pretty low mm-hmm. on Dak coming into the season, and uh, that's not aged very well at all. So shout out to Dak for making these Steelers show boys look a little stupid. But uh, yeah, he'd get my vote over over Purdy for sure. Uh, a super stinker game that we'll talk about it in case there's any Vikings. Actually, we know there's a Raiders fan that listens to our show, so uh, we got to talk about it. Uh, this game was historically ass. There was only one field goal scored and that's all the points there were in the entire game the game ended three to nothing on the last two minutes uh with a field goal in the fourth and super shitty for the vikings is that jefferson got hurt again after coming back from that long-term injury he had earlier in the season this could potentially be the worst game of all time with a three nothing finish and losing justin jefferson there's a whole lot of shit all the way around um, I gave up on the Vikings a long time ago. Like, I think Kirk Cousins getting injured was kind of the end of their season the anyway. Yeah. Um, so I didn't watch this game. And thank fucking God. Like, that's this, this looks like absolute hell. Like, I can't imagine being a fan and sitting through that. No. No, I'm really glad that I didn't either. I kept an eye on it, but... I knew that neither of these teams were relevant for anything postseason related, so I didn't really care. And uh, for like the Jags' perspective, uh, and also with when Jefferson got hurt, I was like, "Oh god, this is bad, bad news for the Vikes." So uh, Vikings, you got the win, but you lost Jefferson. I'd consider that a net loss. So it sucks. That really sucks. But I don't think either of these teams are too relevant. But the next game, I'm gonna give to you because you're tightly connected to it, and both teams are very relevant. Absolutely, man. This one, the only way this one could have gone better is if it wasn't absolute slapping. But um, watching just the anger on Mahomes' face made my fucking week. You know that? He's like, I don't even care what happens for the rest of the day. That was me, yeah. man. I was just over the moon, dude. Um, I hate this team so much. They're, like you said, they're so entitled. Um, they're not that scary this year. Like I thought it was going to be a bigger margin than this, to be honest. I thought Buffalo had this one. Um, we looked good. We took an early lead too, and kind of allowed them to catch up, um, took it to the wire. They, I, I'll, I'll throw the bone to these KC fans. Vaughn Miller was definitely offside. I'll give you guys that one, but so was Tony. Yeah, there's no bullshit officiating. They did miss a call. But after fucking the past few years of the refs absolutely wearing red and yellow, I don't feel bad for you. Like, they missed one call and then got one right, and you guys are up in arms. Like, you have, like they haven't been riding for you for every game in the past, like, three or four years. And I went on their subreddit, and they're bitching about how these refs, like, screw them and stuff like that. And it's so delusional. Like, it is wild that, like, those fan bases don't see that stuff because when shit like that happens to the bills, I see it. Like, I'm like, okay, like we should have got called on that. Or like they really like the refs are really in our favor this game. And these KC fans are just like fucking blind to it. Yeah, Yeah, it is wild, but I I don't know, man, like James cook, 
had a fucking day. I love that guy. Josh is playing well again. Um, Mahomes starting the game with that INT. Oh, man, I loved that. Yeah, I love to see that too. And so the Bills won this one 2017. I think a big statement game to get yours back in the thick of everything. And yeah, on the on the point of Mahomes and the officiating, like honestly, Patrick Mahomes, like fuck you. You you are the most entitled motherfucker on this goddamn planet. You like how blind do you have to be to how many things have gone your way from the fucking zebras? And then one thing that is like objectively a fact go look at the fucking footage and then for you to bitch and be like the ref shouldn't have this much involvement in the games try your fucking games dickhead like are you joking me that's what you like are you fucked i had to listen to your goddamn i won't roast his voice too much but you sound like kermit bro and you're out here bitching no stop that's all i got i'm glad you're saying all this because i'm thinking it i agree with you wholeheartedly. Dude, I lost. I lost all respect for Patrick Mahomes when he got on that podium and said that shit. Like, are you that fucking delulu? I'll use some TikTok terminology so the kids don't get thrown off by this. Are you that fucking delulu out there that you don't have a grasp on how many things have gone your way? And, like, the entitlement to, like, just throw everything under the bus, not like you th- made some bad decisions and things didn't go your way. It's like, and, and like, this actually made me want to fucking vomit. When he's like... How dare they do that to the fans? How dare they rob them of that beautiful fucking play by Travis? How dare they fucking give you that many wins, you fuck? Yeah. Yeah, I hate to break it to you, but the fans saw the play anyway, whether it counted or not. We got to see it. Still got Um, the entertainment there, bud. Man, so he was bitching about it to Josh while they shook hands after the game. Yeah, fuck you. Like, have a little bit of tact. Yeah, have a little bit of tact, have a little bit of class, bro. Like, shake hands, say good game or whatever, and then bitch about it later. Maybe, like, sit on the post-game presser and say you're unhappy with it. But, bro, like, the amount of time, like, everyone bitches about Josh, like, Josh's attitude sometimes when, like, he's he's diving sometimes. Like, I hate that shit, man. I hate dives in all sports. That's why I fucking hate LeBron James for that reason, bro. Like, if you're that good, you shouldn't need to dive. Just play the fucking game, right? So I see that shit too. And this is me also saying, like, I, I see the shit that that goes in the Bills' favor, right? And me calling that out as well. Um, sometimes I hate that. But he has never gone up to the opposing quarterback and done anything but show him respect for winning the game. And then he'll bitch about it later. Like, to, to actually go up to him, shake hands, and be like, fucking the bullshit call, like, whatever, all this stuff is, like, so fucked, man. Like, just have some kind of class. We'll read the fucking room. And also that just screams me like, Oh, the world revolves around me. Have you seen that? Like that trend where it's like, Oh, this person gives off main character energy. Like that's, that's yeah. Pat Mahomes through the fucking ass. Like he thinks the world revolves around him and that other people haven't felt the exact same way, if not worse from being on the other end where they lost the game. And he was overjoyed and didn't even think fucking twice about it, dude. Like self-awareness here is at a goddamn zero, my boy. So yeah, no, that's, like, that's not even main character energy. That's like begging to be the main character energy. But that's that's like, that's kind of the joke. Of that's that's the joke. Yeah. Oh, fair scene. Yeah, like that, that. That's the whole thing. Is yeah. that like these people will be doing shit, being like, I am like trying to force themselves into being the main character. True, true, true. Um. Well, Josh Allen is three and one against the Chiefs in regular season. Good. So, fuck you, yep. Kansas City. 
and all your fans and all your players. We've sworn a lot on this episode, especially me, but one, one sorry, final fuck you, Kansas City. And sorry, Kim. But uh, yeah, that's uh, unless you got anything else that you want to say to shit on them and boost up your Buffalo Bills. Should we move on to the next one? Oh, actually, yeah. We Go won a one score game. Oh, yeah. First time all year. It's never first time probably in like three years, man. Like we either blow out or we lose. And we won a one score game. It was a tight one. A little bit of help from the zebras, but fuck, man, I'll take it. I don't even think, I guess, yeah, the missed call on uh, Miller is, is the help piece. But calling a, an offensive yeah. guy who's clearly off, like, that's just, that's oh, not no, help, that bro. Valid. That's, that's passing your fucking eye exam. Like, Jesus. But uh, we'll move on to Broncos at Chargers. Uh, the Broncos won 24 to 7. The Chargers are shit. I feel really bad for Herbert, and he got hurt in this one, too. And so now the Broncos are rising in the standings at seven and six. There's a lot of teams sitting right around that number. So the wild card is going to be hella exciting. Russ is starting to cook again. And uh, he's the Bronco country is riding. Uh, I, I, yeah. So, so producer Kurt here says that he still thinks the Broncos are ass. I think they are. I think they're, I think they're right where the record indicates. I think that they are good enough to maybe make the wild card, but that's about it. And uh, why are the Chargers losing like this? because I think that they've had some pretty shit injuries. They've drafted not that well. And I think the culture needs to be blown up there. I think they need to fire their coach and, and get her going. But what, what, is your, what are your thoughts on the Broncos? Well, this is wild for me. And actually, I'm going to start with the Chargers because uh, going Go into it. this season, I thought they were like one to beat. Like I thought Herbert was right up there with some of these quarterbacks that we've been talking about, right? And they've just proven to be so completely irrelevant this year. Uh, and that is not at all what I expected. I would have put them way higher. Uh, at the beginning of the season, the Broncos, I'll, I'll probably have to be shown a little bit more. I think they're they're obviously a little more relevant, and they're kind of building some momentum. I don't know how real they are. I want to see them beat a good team and really prove that they're actually competing. But mm-hmm. I'm not taking anything away from them. What they've what they managed to do with what was an abysmal start to the season uh, is pretty, pretty impressive, impressive, to be honest. And like. I'll, I guess I'll apologize to, to Russ. I still don't really like him. I don't think he's that good anymore, but yeah, uh, like congrats on doing what they're doing, right? They're keeping themselves relevant and that's all that really matters at the end of the day. If you can make playoffs, right? Yeah, no, I think that that's a great way to describe it. It's impressive what they've done, but I do think the bigger story here is the lack of performance from the Chargers perspective. And then the last question mm-hmm. that producer Kurt here says, in our opinion, do we feel like they're a better team than their record indicates? And I would say emphatically, yes. Like, I think they've got the QB there. They have a lot of skilled players there. They've had some injuries that have not made things good. Keenan Allen has had to ball out more than any human being should. I saw a wild stat worth how much, how many more receptions he has than the next leading guy on his team. And it's by like 50 plus receptions. It's something absolutely fucking staggering. And so when you're that reliant on one guy, you just can't make that work. But I do think that one or two insertions into their offensive lineup and then a, a new coach, new culture there. Don't be shocked next year if they're le- winning their whole division. Like I would not be shocked by that at all, especially with, with so, KC on the decline. The, Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Do your thing. Go ahead. The the problem I'm having with them this year is last year when they were so dominant, it was because Austin Eckler was nuts. He's done. I He's done. went after Austin Eckler in this year's fantasy draft so hard. And he was just doing fuck all this year. And that was such a big reason for their success last year because he was 
like he was their offense. He they were using him and then like building around him. He was the main the main fucking character on that yeah. team. Um, and now this year he's almost irrelevant, yeah. and they're riding way too hard with Keenan Allen and Herbert. Like that that's a a huge piece of their offense gone from last year. So uh, I don't think they're better than the record indicates. I think their the record is exactly how they're playing. I think their ceiling is potentially higher, but they're not good. Yeah, we'll see. I think we'll find out a lot about them next year based on, and that also comes down to the decisions that are made. But I, I think that Eckler has had his fall off year and typically running backs, they don't have like a slight decline. They usually fall off a fucking cliff. And Mm. I think that's his case this year. And now it's looking really good that they didn't give him a big contract because there's no way he can demand that this off season. So I think they probably let him walk and they need to go to the draft thinking, uh, let's get some, more support for Herbert, build an offense that he can actually thrive in. Hopefully, uh, yeah, hopefully do a better draft drafting job than picking uh, someone who can't catch the ball like they did this year. But yeah, it's uh, two teams that have uh, are going in different directions right now. But I do think that if I'm a Chargers fan, I'm not like depressed because you guys do have a lot of talent on the team. You just need some better decisions. And Buddy's definitely getting fired down there. There's no chance that doesn't happen. But now let's move on well, to. I'm still 100 on the Herbert Her- side. Like, still yeah, yeah. ride with that guy. Like, I have no questions on Herbert. It's yeah, the rest of the team. So if I'm a Chargers fan, I'm still pretty happy that we have our franchise yeah. guy. That's the hardest thing to do in sports, I would say. And you've got him. So mm-hmm. yeah, could be could be way worse. But now on the two teams that definitely have their guy, and a, a game that I was super happy to see end the way that it did. The Eagles were at the Cowboys, and the Cowboys won this game 33 to 13. Dallas is playing pretty. F- pretty fucking solid and uh they pulled off the dub behind Dak another great performance by Dak yeah this one was impressive and it really changes the dynamic of the NFC um especially after their first meeting um yes I like this I I picked this game too like I I I chose Dallas to win this one and um I am personally more afraid of Dallas than Philly, but we'll see how that plays out. Buffalo's about to play them this week. Um, and I actually, I, I don't know if I'm more afraid, to be honest. Like, we, we took the Eagles to OT. I think we probably should have won that one without some bullshit. Um, I personally think Buffalo can and probably will beat Dallas. So we'll see. Maybe that's just me being a delusional fan, but we'll, we'll um, find out. I definitely think they're better than Philly, and I think they showed it this week. So, Yeah, I was happy to see that. Uh, I don't love either of these teams, but if I had to pick between these two, I'm going Dallas every single day. And I, and I am still more afraid of mm-hmm. Philly than I am Dallas, personally, but this was great to see, and it shows me that Philly is, is beatable. So shout-out to Dak. You are my front runner for MVP right now, so if you keep this up, which it looks like you should be able to, given who you have coming up, you got... Actually, they got a pretty fucking tough schedule. I take that back. They've got the Bills, the Dolphins, the Lions, and then they finish up with the Commanders, which should be an easy dub. But if he plays well in those games, I think the MVP is his to lose. If they win most of those games, I think that uh, Dallas is sitting in a pretty damn good spot. I honestly see them going 3-1 and one in those games. I don't think Commanders or Lions are a challenge for the Cowboys. I think They'll probably lose one of the games between the Bills and the Dolphins. Dolphins. But they could easily go 4-0, and if not 3-1. and 
in those games. Yeah. Yeah. And if you go 4 0, you're probably sitting atop the, uh, it's either them or San Fran sitting atop the NFC. So that'd be pretty, pretty sweet. But congrats to the Cowboys fans out there. You, uh, mm-hmm. out of the teams that were two annoying fan bases, your team won. So congratulations. Yeah. You guys got hot cheerleaders. That's all I have to say. <laughs> yeah. That is one thing I cannot take away from them. That is that is an absolute fact. But before we get into our show, Steelers, and wrap this up, why don't we give our predictions for the games tonight? Because there happens to be two of them. Absolutely. I'm going to look this shit show. I was wondering why I had so many fantasy players playing tonight. That makes sense if yeah. there's two games. So there's two games. Uh, they're both at 8.15, too, which is strange. You'd think they'd like space it up a little bit, but I guess people getting to the games makes it got to be that, that time. But uh, So it's Tennessee at Miami, it looks like, and then Green Bay at New York. So we'll start with the Tennessee game. I think Miami wins this because Tennessee's not a good team, and they bully uh, bad teams. And I think this one gets pretty ugly. If I had to guess, I'm going to go with like 28 to 10. I fully agree. I think Miami's going to win this. Um, I hope in that score prediction that it is Hopkins that scores that touchdown because I need some fantasy points. this is easily the game I'm going to watch of these two games, though. Yeah, without a doubt. Like, Tennessee is at least somewhat exciting to watch. And where, of course, we've got Miami under the microscope, right? Like, we need to see how real this team is. Um, so I'm, like, I'm definitely going to be watching this one. But I, I think you're right. I think Miami probably takes this one, and it's not really that close. No. I agree completely. I think that's how it'll go. And then for the other one, it's Green Bay at New York. I think Green Bay comes in and, and wins this game, even though it's in New York. I think it'll probably be kind of a stinker. My guess is like 17 to 14 kind of deal. And uh, Green Bay winning by a small margin. Uh, I think you're right about the outcome. I think Green Bay definitely takes this one. New York is absolutely terrible. I will say this ahead of time, I'm not going to watch a second of this game. I hate both these teams. Like, New York is just so bad. I don't really hate their team historically. I was a huge Victor Cruz fan. Um, but I can't stand watching Green Bay. Like, they're so boring to watch. Like, I don't think they have any kind of flash at all. Um, they're very, like, traditional football. Um, I'm not going to watch this one. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna uh, to stick to Miami, Tennessee. Jordan Love is kind of exciting. But uh, uh, but I get, I get what you're saying. And so I just opened up our show, Steelers, and why I just had that kind of like brain fog moment is because we picked the same thing, I'm pretty sure. So Well, we have a winner. De- yeah, by default, we've got a winner. So we'll, we'll jump right into that to not uh, leave any suspense. Let me, let me turn it on here. I can send in one of the videos of Mahomes crying like a bitch. And yeah. we can just call that mine. Yeah. There's we have to get the show to the right for that one. Can you see my screen? <laughs> yeah. Okay, sweet. So this is by default our show story of the week because producer Kurt didn't put one in, and Chandler and I both selected the same one. So our show stealers of the week is the Vikings defense, as this was their celebration, which was just too good to not include. So they had. Can you tell we like beer? <laughs> yeah. So they had the. The college party keg stand going. And in a game that only had three points throughout the entire game, this was the highlight. 
And honestly, it was one of the highlights of the week for me. I think that's a fucking awesome celebration. I love when they get creative and especially it's actually good. And this was like universally understood and very, very funny. So props to the Vikings. Your whole team are the show stealers of the week for uh, week 14. Um, I think it was shit. I should have sent this in as my show. I think it was the Thursday game where they did the roller coaster. Okay. Yeah. That, I, did I, see that, no, I didn't see that. It was cool. I think it's been done before. So I still wouldn't give, give it the win. I would give this to the, the Vikings. Um, and I guess because this is the Vikings defense, this is, it's fine. If there was somebody celebrating the fact that they won three nothing, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a problem. But I mean, they put up a donut, right? Like they put up a shutout. True. So, like, sure, celebrate something. Um, but if it was like their offense or something, so like, what did they have to celebrate? No. Right? Um, but yeah, I, I, I like this one winning. Congrats. This is a creative one. And Vikings D. We all know what it, it's so iconic. We all know what it was right yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. And they, like you said, they did their job legitimately perfectly they didn't allow a single point so i think they deserve a good old keg stand and they deserve the show stealers of the week oh there you go vikings d he's nuts but uh on that note yada yada you we're not related at all but make sure you are subscribed to the show on youtube and spotify and apple Podcasts and in the podcast apps please give us a five-star review and share this with a football fan in your life and uh, that's all. That's all of the uh, bullshit that I have. Chandler, do you have anything else to include? Give them the gift of us this Christmas. It sounds like a great gift, honestly. If I'm being completely transparent and unbiased, that sounds like a great gift. I'd want to unwrap me. Oh God! Well, on that note, <laughs> here comes the outro, guys. Thanks for listening, as always. I have I love it. Well, thank you guys for, for listening as always. We'll see y'all next week and good luck to your teams and your bets. Godspeed. Keep stealing the show. And outro. Do the outro. Fuck me, this Wi-Fi's ass. Okay, we'll just make this the outro, man. I don't know what you want us to do here, software. You guys suck. So this is the outro for the pod. Love you guys. Okay, I'm going to end it now. Bye-bye. We should sound clip this and make it the outro.